0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McKellen. The American Council of the Blind has a new administrative assistant. Her name is Debbie Brown. Debbie joins us to tell us about her education and career path and explain how she's keeping ACB in tip-top shape. Debbie will also share with us some thoughts on how you too can speak out to achieve your goals and be involved with ACB. Hi Debbie. Hi. So tell us about yourself. Um I am a
2: retired federal employee. I've had 30 plus years in the federal government. Um, I have two children, two girls. Um, I'm a, a native Washingtonian, and I love working with
1: people. What do you
2: like about working with people? I like to I, I, to find out, be a good listener, find out what a person needs. In the, any job that I've had, is usually to work the system as to what better serves the public
1: or individuals. That's very good, Debbie. Uh, so. How did you speak out to become the new administrative assistant with the American Council of the Blind?
2: By using my best asset, and that's talking. (laughs) Um, I interviewed with um, uh, Erica, and then I met interviewed with the rest of the people here. And just talking, the questions that they asked and what I wanted out of the position, what I have done in the past as far as working with people and individuals. So I guess it was using my best asset, asset and that was
1: promoting me. So what's ACB having you do as an administrative assistant? What kind of tasks? Right now I'm learning the the
2: workings of the organization. So I'm answering calls from individuals as well as processing mail to see what comes in daily um, to the organization. So it's a learning experience right now.
1: So you're working out of the American Council of the Blind's office in Alexandria, Virginia. And you're also, I understand, going to be processing mail, field the incoming calls. How do you plan to do these tasks and help ACB with serving the blind community?
2: Um, I guess putting the best foot forward that being a patient listener, I don't know all the answers, but I'm, I'm learning how to find, um, some of the resources that people call in that are needed. And oftentimes they're, 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 they feel like they don't have any other choice but to call. So you try to, I try to make them, um, feel comfortable in what their request is and trying to find answers for them. So it's being patient. So, if anything, it's putting the
1: best foot forward for the organization. That's great. So I s- understand you've got a lot of desired work experience. You mentioned you work in the government. You were with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services as the Project Office Team Leader. What did you do, What did you do in that position?
2: Well, in that position, I worked with the Administration for Children and Families, the Office of Community Services. And in that capacity, we worked with community development corporations in grant proposals. And therefore, the, the, the community development corporations have proposals for job creations and, and for projects that would create jobs for low income individuals and people transitioning from prison. So servicing the community in which they're serving in job creations. So I w- I oversaw the, um discretionary grant program, the Jolly program, and also the business training program for that organization.
1: So you oversaw more than fifty of those grants? Yes. It was well,
2: the my budget
1: annually was twenty
2: four to twenty seven million dollars. So wow. we would try to yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um That's and a that lot included of money. training Yes, it included <laughs> training for grantees once they got the proposal approved. So we had to train them and oftentimes site visits to make sure they were here into government
1: policies. So where did you go to school and um, to, to, to get all of these government jobs, including the one you're at now? Um,
2: I attended George Washington. Um, Southeast University, um, for period. But in the government, it works like you're, you're with your knowledge, skill, and ability. So with every job that I ever got, and I brought the skills with me. And those jobs that I got that I didn't necessarily know the intrigue working in the organization, I learned them. So it was my willing to, to, to figure things out, to, Uh, get to know the organization, and promoting myself in the positions that I was assigned. So in the government, you apply for the jobs. And based on what you have in your background and answering this knowledge, skills, and ability questions, that's how you get into the positions that you're
1: um, So before you were with uh, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, you worked for the CDC, better yet, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And you were an administrative officer. What did you do right.
2: there? Um, it was basically servicing the um, headquarters office as well as the Atlanta office in resources that they needed by the public. And I, during that time, because I didn't work there, I think I worked there a year. But at that time when I came, um, Dr. Uh, Surgeon General was was there and then he later left. But it was just an organization to get, and basically they hadn't had an administration office for administrative office for a while. So it was really starting from the ground root to make it a situation where they had a a venture for for getting projects done, what was needed in the organization. So it was a lot of filling out the organization, find out where the resources were, and then letting my staff know what was going on
1: in the organization. So you've received many awards for government service. What are some of those awards?
2: outstanding uh, tasks that I completed. Like when I worked at the Executive Office of the President, um, I was in the recruiting office and I ran a program for the summer program for um, individuals in schools that were located outside of Washington. Uh And so um, it was accomplishing many things throughout throughout my career that weren't done. Uh, I think one of the things I did I I put on awards program for when I worked at the executive office of president and everybody was talking about you can see Debbie Brown's print and everything she does. So <laughs> <laughs> um and I enjoyed that. I I I enjoy taking little things and making them noteworthy.
1: That's fantastic. Um but y- but you Got an outstanding performance reward from six government agencies. Six of them.
2: Yes. Who were they? Um. And I'd have to just every organization that I worked at when it came time to evaluation, I would receive an outstanding rating. I've never gotten less than an outstanding rating in any job that I ever had. One of the um, in my first one of my first positions. Um, we were asked to rate yourself, and I did, and I came up with all ones, and I think the people that had been in the office way before I had come, they were like, you gave yourself all ones. I said, well, that's how I see myself. Um, I'm going to do a job outstanding, and somebody's telling me why I shouldn't get this. So when I met with the, the uh, director, and he said he had never had anybody that rated themselves at that level. But he only marked me down on one. And he said that, you know, and that was stretching it. But I just see it as I could validate everything that I put down and any challenges that I had to accomplish and above and beyond. So it was no problem with giving myself an outstanding at that point. And I've always gotten an outstanding reading.
1: How did you enjoy? Um, how, how, how well did you work with your colleagues for each of your positions? Must have been very well.
2: Oh. It it was um, I, I I guess even as a kid I never considered having myself a peer group where I hear a lot of that so I was always always the one that could bridge the gap between all the staff and um, uh, even if it meant socially or through a work project so yeah I mean there were challenges but. Um, some people that had been there forever that didn't want to change, but you know they usually would come to the table. So I, I consider myself an olive branch giver.
1: Olive branch giver. Um, can you explain to me more about this olive uh, about uh, what an olive branch giver is?
2: Because I f- I always think that somebody who's maybe is uh noted as being mean or doesn't want to play with the team, there has to be something going on. So you try to always try to get into. What was going on to be that neutral par- party to find out just made what made this person not want to work in certain situations. And it didn't always, it didn't always turn out well, but usually it did because I think everybody wants to, but obstacles sometimes stop people from wanting to be team players. But yeah, I'm a patient listener. Um, and I'm a realist. So I, I think that's the struggle, and I've always risen to that bait to to overcome it.
1: I think patience is one important thing that everyone needs, and yeah. um, I, I wish there was much more of it around. I like to be patient myself, you know, and relax, and do the same thing. Listen to what other people have to say. If I feel it's something good, if there's something good to jump in and help with, or if I feel like uh, it's really important. You know, and necessary, I'll jump in on it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, if there's conflicts with other people, you know, I, I just try to stay out of it and just just listen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a.
2: I don't believe in hall talk. Um, I I tend to uh, befriend or uh, associate with people who, without judgment, and I don't want to hear what someone else thinks about that person. I reserve that right once you work with a person or get to know somebody. I I think a lot of missed opportunities are when people judge or listen to things that have been said and not try to figure out what's going on before you judge a person. I mean, it's like some of the calls that I get. I don't know the person's situations, but listening and letting them feel um, like, okay, let me find out or let me see if I can help you, never feeling like, making them feel that they're, you know, they're, they're taxing me or I don't have the patience. So patience is really important. Listening.
1: And of course, it's important at the same time to be a little bit human too. Yes. Yes. So you worked in the U.S. government for over 20 years. So you 30. You're almost 30. Okay. Yeah. Almost 30. Wow. 30. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a long time. So yes, you yes. you must be very excited to now be working in A C B part time during your semi retirement.
2: Yes, so it's a, it's a it's something different, and I've you know before I came, I read some of the particulars on the organization, and it was is a place that I I would love to to get to learn more about and to be as helpful as I can in working with the organization.
1: That that's fantastic. So, what would, what are they going to give you to do in the future? Um, what are some of the future products you're going to be doing with ACB in this position? Any plans yet?
2: I'm not sure. I've only been here two weeks. I'm really okay. just okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to do more. Um, um, so I guess when, when they get through the convention and everything else that's going on, maybe that, you know, Something else will be carved out for me, but I'm up for the challenge.
1: Well, this show is actually going to air after the convention, and I know how busy those conventions get. There is a lot going on. So before the pandemic, when I would go to the ACB conventions in some of the other big cities, there, there would be a lot going on, so many activities. Everybody is busy, but everybody puts in all the hard work to make the conventions the best they can be. And I, I think that's that's one big thing about our organization. And it gets more members involved too. Yes,
2: I think so too. Um, I Just for the field of the office right now, there's busy times and everybody's working real hard. So I'm interested just to see the end result. It should be very well. Because it's very well. I mean, they're playing very well throughout the situation.
1: Okay. Are they going to have you be, do anything specifically during convention? I haven't been told
2: yet. So I've let's hope you. it's not a surprise, but yeah. All right.
1: Um, so, in what ways do you think our listeners might get involved with ACB and learn more about the organization's opportunities?
2: Um, I thought about that question and I'm not sure. <laughs> but with me coming in the door, I now find myself going online and finding more about the organization and how people are handling that situation that, you know, if their site gradually goes and and, and what they can do and the resources that are out there that are available. I didn't know the resources that are available to people with um, site uh, impairments. So I'm learning more about, and I think if if people mo- learn more about what's going on, how it affects people, that um, they'll be more appreciative of the whole organization, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also a good idea, if you have any questions about that, just to call ACB at their phone number on their website, acb.org, or go to acb.org to learn more. And you can also email some of the staff. Yeah.
2: And one of the things, if I, I can say, in which we always got zinged for it in the federal government, ACB, uh, oftentimes you don't know what that stands for. So it's, it's just always good to say what it is. Um, um, that helps with people wanting to know more about the organization.
1: I think you're going to definitely learn a lot uh, from working with ACB. And I definitely think you're you're going to do a great job. I mean, all that outstanding government service and all of those outstanding awards are going to definitely, and your work is going to help the organization grow definitely a lot more. Because I know the one thing that ACB needs is more funding and more members, big time more members. Well, I really th-
2: appreciate the vote of confidence, and I hope to live up to them. I'm, I'm, I'm really. Looking forward to getting more involved with the organization.
1: And, and I, I have, I have some good feeling that involvement's going to come in handy. I mean, we're just changing around here from ACB radio to ACB media. So I can tell that there's a lot of growth in yeah. our organization and it's just going to keep growing and growing up more and more and more. Good. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to add, Debbie? No, not now.
2: If you um, get me maybe in another month or so, maybe I will. But I'm
1: just fresh with the organization. So right now. um, To take your time and you'll learn a lot. And hey, maybe maybe I'll get you for another interview. Maybe a little later this year. Thank you. I I appreciate that. Well, Debbie, we wish you the best of success. And welcome. Welcome to the American Council of the Blind. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website, that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. In my show archive is at speaking out for dash blind dot pinecast.co. that's all for this edition of speaking out for the blind thanks for listening and remember to speak out
0: acb families a warm welcoming affiliate that's as close as your telephone ACB Families meets on the first and third Sunday of each month by Zoom, and we're always talking about topics that touch families that are large or small, families with kids or grandparents, families just like yours and mine. Be part of our ACB family. Call 502-897-1472 or email allacbfamilies at gmail.com. 518-906-1820. That's
1: 518-906-1820. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers and experts to help you, the listeners, go for your dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB1 and 8 p.m. Pacific on ACB2.
2: Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization, topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition.
0: Do you use an iOS device? ACB Link connects members and friends of the American Council of the Blind with ACB Link Access valuable resources. Get push notifications designed to keep you in the know about late-breaking news items of value to ACB members and friends. Easily and conveniently connect to the ACB state and special interest affiliates of your choice. Be informed and entertained by the programming available from ACB Radio's various channels. Play ACB podcasts on demand and gain valuable information that focuses on dealing with sight loss, whether you're facing vision loss yourself or have someone in your life who is. ACB Link is intuitive, easy to use, and fully accessible. Download it today from the App Store. Be in the know and enjoy what ACB has to offer through ACB Link. To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org.
1: Thank you for calling the ACB and
0: information line brought to you by Zeno Media. 518-906-1820 That's 518-906-1820 Do you remember BPI? Oh yeah,
1: Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB.
0: Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? do tell. Their own show. It's called Pride Connection.
1: That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community?
0: This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome. So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection? Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, to Technology to advocacy.
1: So, when will Pride Connection take place?
0: Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on, on ACB, ACB Radio, Radio Mainstream. Mainstream. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, president of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip hip hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job.
2: This is ACB Radio. Connecting the Blind Community. Connecting the Blind Community.